everyone. Thanks for joining us for this challenge series called Heroes and Villains. In this series, we're looking at lesser known people in the Bible who made an impact on the world in either a positive or a negative way. The foundation verse for this series, Micah 6.8, which says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we're going to look at 12 different characters in this series. Mm -hmm. The first four who act justly or very evil. The second four, they love mercy or they take revenge. And the final four will choose to either walk humbly with God or they'll be consumed with pride. Our goal in this series is to learn through their examples, both good and bad, how to be a better disciple of Jesus. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome back again to the Heroes and Villains series. This is our final episode about lesser-known people of the Bible. Today, we're going to look at someone whose story is wrapped around one of the biggest scandals in the Bible. This story blew my mind the first time that I heard it, and I think it's going to blow your mind too. We're going to start by revisiting our last week's episode on Caiaphas. If you remember, Caiaphas had a real issue with Jesus, and Jesus treated Caiaphas and the other Jewish leaders differently than everyone else. Why did Jesus have such an issue with the Jewish leaders? Why was he so direct with them? The answer can be found in history. According to the writings of Josephus, because of the Roman rule, the high priest who should have been chosen by Levitical order was chosen instead by Roman leadership. The Romans wanted to ensure that the person of highest power and influence among the Jews was someone they could control, and Caiaphas was their man. Caiaphas wasn't chosen by God. He was a puppet for the Romans. So if Caiaphas wasn't the real high priest, who was? Luke chapter 1 reveals the truth. Zechariah a priest of the order of Aaron, was visited by an angel while offering incense in the temple. The angel informed Zechariah that he and his wife Elizabeth, who was also of the descendants of Aaron, were going to have a son. The angel told Zechariah, he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedience to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This duty of leading the people to God and preparing their hearts was the job of the high priest. The message delivered by an angel meant that John the Baptist was God's chosen and legal high priest over the nation of Israel. John obviously was raised by his father and mother. And they were, they, he was taught the word of God in the order of the priesthood. But John also had a specific mission from God. He was to prepare the people for the Lord. Now, how was he going to do this? There was a Jewish custom called mikvah, a ceremonial cleansing in which someone immerses themselves in water for the purpose of purification. The Jews would often observe mikvah before times of great change. As John began his ministry, he invited people to join him at the Jordan River. Here, he began to tell people that the change was coming 
and that they should turn from their sins and purify themselves before the Lord. He took the people out into the river and drawing on their knowledge of mikvah, he baptized them. Before Jesus began his ministry, he came out to visit John to be baptized. But John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. Why did Jesus need to be baptized if he had not sinned? Jesus came to be baptized for a completely different reason. By Levitical law, the priesthood must be transferred by an act of sanctification. Jesus' baptism was not for repentance, but it was to receive the rightful transfer of the high priest, which could only be done by the current high priest. When Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens opened, a dove landed on him, and God spoke from heaven, This is my son whom I love and whom I'm well pleased. God himself witnessed the transfer of the priesthood. In the days that followed, John was quoted as saying, He, meaning Jesus, must increase and I must decrease. John the Baptist is one of the greatest pictures of humility in the Bible. He was never recognized for his position as high priest. He was never honored. He held no human authority. But Jesus said this about him. Among those born of women, there is no one greater than John. John didn't seek the honor of men, but he sought the honor of God. In my eyes, John is the epitome of 1 Peter 5.8. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Okay, so did this story like blow your mind like it did mine? Well, um, I have pages of notes. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I grew up knowing the story of John the Baptist. And I guess I just never thought about the fact that um, his dad was the significant spiritual leader that he was. Mm-hmm. But what happened to John? Like, where was that yeah. disconnect of... Zachariah as his dad to John living in the wilderness, eating locusts and honey, doing what he did. And he could have fought for this position, but he didn't. And I don't know why that, that stuck out to me or that struck a chord with me. And maybe it's because that's what I would have done. Um, And I think really, let's be honest, it's a lot of human nature is to say, wait a minute, do you know who my dad is? Do you know, like, do you know who God is? This was, God appointed my birth order. Like, do you understand this? And John didn't fight. And then I'm like, well, why didn't he fight? Because it was his birthright. He, he had every right to fight. And, and so that, that really opened up um, this process for me, recognizing that there's something so powerful when you understand your purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And yeah, not when you believe you have a purpose. I mean, there is don't don't misunderstand me. There is. And I wrote this down. There's a huge difference between believing in God, believing he has a purpose for you, believing that his word is true. It's totally different when you know what that purpose is. But I I think it's OK if you don't. I think it's okay. That's oh, sure. a start. It's a it's process. A, yeah. it, it is. And I think that that's a process that as long as you're living, if you're growing in your relationship with God, it's a constant process mm-hmm. because 
God may have a plan for you and you fulfill that plan. He's not done. There, then it begins the next process. Yeah, absolutely. So believing that God always has something for you, that's that, faith. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And it, it's trusting in the fact that this purpose exists specifically for me. And when that happens, then you don't have to concern yourself with what other people think. Yeah. And you totally see this played out with John, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he sure. understood right. that God had a call on his life. Mm-hmm. The next step, he understood what that calling was and he trusted God with that. So yeah. that made him able to not go back to what my original thought was why didn't he fight for it? He didn't yeah. care what people thought. Sure. He didn't care if people understood what that call was. He did. He didn't care if people got it. He got it. You don't have to worry about, well, are people, are the people seeing what the call of God is on my life? Do you? Are you seeing it? And I'll tell you something. I think Caiaphas saw it. Caiaphas knew that he wasn't the rightful person in position. He He knew he was a puppet, right? Right. Like that's what you called him, right? A puppet. And he knew he was only there as a pawn. And he was super insecure by that. And we talked about his insecurity last week, which was so significant. But if I'm honest, it's more significant to me now because I recognize why he was so up in arms about everything because he was, he had authority given by man, but John had authority given by God. Right. And that's totally different. Totally different. And it's easy to say, like, it's easy for us to say, I trust God when everything's going well. Mm -hmm. But what about when it doesn't? What about when others don't believe? What about when things don't go the way that you planned? What about the years in the the wilderness? I mean, John had to have had moments. Think about this. Between the leaving his parents' home to baptizing people in the Jordan, that wilderness season, there had to have been conversation of what's going on. And I think we would be lying if we had to, if we were pretending that, oh, we don't have those. God, where are you in this? Why aren't people seeing this? I feel like you've asked me to do this. I feel like you've given me a gift. I feel like you've given me a strength here. I feel like you've given me a passion here. Why aren't other people seeing it? Can you trust God? In those moments. In those moments, yeah. Yeah. It's super significant that we didn't walk through that with him. We don't know the down days. We don't know the hard times. We weren't there for the discussions and between him and God, the moments of tears Sure. Why do I know they happen? Because we're human. He's sure. human. Sure. And our confidence comes through that trust in God, but that trust comes through relationship. Right. It yeah. wasn't like yeah. God said, do this. And he's like, okay. And it all one, just boom, boom, boom. Like there, it was a process, right? And I'm sure, I'm sure John was like, can I trust you? Even though no one else sees that. Mm-hmm. God saying, I've appointed you, John. I've called you, John. You've got the rightful spot. And this is what I'm putting on your life. But others don't see that, God. But do you trust that I do? Right. And then it's, yeah. let's look at ourselves. Can you trust? Can I trust that even if other people don't believe in what God is doing in my life, do I believe that? One of my favorite, 
favorite things is that when Jesus recognizes you, it really doesn't matter if anybody else does. Mm-hmm. Like, think about this. Jesus walks up. John doesn't say, hey, y'all, that's my cousin. What did he say? He said, look, here comes the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. Right. He yeah. sees him. He had known Jesus as his cousin, but he is now seeing him for what he really is. And I'm going to tell you what's super powerful about that. Understanding the call on your life allows you to see the call in other people's lives. Sometimes even before they see it. Because John was so comfortable in who he was. And I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about being perfect. We're still working through things. But you're not limited by society. You're not limited by culture. Mm-hmm. You're not limited by the church. Right. You're right. just like, man, I just want to do and be what Jesus has called me to do. I want to love people. I want to create music. I want to create art. I want to work my craft. I want to pursue business. I want to do, because I believe that God is going to be calling more and more people to the world to marketplace ministry, the passions and the gifts that God's given people. Like somewhere along the way, I think a lot of people think, oh, if I do anything for God, I have to give up. Or I have to do it inside the church. Right, right. That either I have to do it inside the church or I have to give up what I'm passionate about. Who do you think gave you those passions? Right. What if Mm -hmm. you were able to take that and do something with that for God Mm -hmm. and trust the process. Well, I want to know what God, what the purpose, what my life's purpose is. How about trusting God, getting to know him and walking it out? You'll be walking in your purpose without even realizing it, I think. But when we're not limited to society and culture and church, and we're not pretending like we have it all together, I think that we're getting comfortable in our own skin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's a process. But then we start seeing that others are not a competition. Right. So if I recognize, if I stop looking at, I want to be like them, or I want God to use me like that, or I wish I was that kind of person, and instead going, but God, who do you want me to be? Right. I want to be who you created me to be. And I can sell, I can celebrate, I can blossom, I can grow to who I'm supposed to be. And then I can celebrate you as you grow. Yeah. Jesus yeah, shows right. up. John's not like, dude, you're you're in my territory. Right. You're stepping it wasn't on my competition. Toes. It wasn't competition, but John recognized I'm here for this purpose. Right. And then he says, I must decrease so that mm-hmm. he can increase. That did not take away John's significance, but it gave more purpose to what his significance was. Absolutely. And I love Absolutely. that. I love yeah. that because we've got to get better at celebrating other people's wins. Mm-hmm. When somebody else wins, that doesn't mean you lose. Right, right. Right? No, but it goes back to what you said. That we, it, in order to do that, we have to get comfortable in our own skin. Right, we right. To, we have to be in a place where we're, we're good with who God created us to be. Yeah. And then I can look at you and say, hey, you're not like me or I'm not like you, but I can celebrate what you yes. what God's doing through you. Right. Because I know he's doing it in me too. Absolutely. You know? And it's not going to look the same. But if you find the cure for cancer and I don't, does that mean God loves you more? Absolutely not. No. Right. Like, Absolutely. thank you for finding that cure. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah you. Ooh, yeah. But I think when we start seeing God in our story, and you guys, this doesn't have to be this like, oh, moment. 
God just in our everyday story, mm-hmm. we recognize him in the story of others. Or we and we help people find them. Yeah. Him in right. their story. Right. I have right. a friend. She is, in my opinion, one of the funniest, wittiest. She's just a cool lady. Mm-hmm. She's a fantastic mom. She mentors a bunch of young ladies. Um, her and her husband are in leadership at their church. Just they've been in full-time ministry for years. Mm-hmm. Incredible person. And um, one day we were talking and I just, I was blown away. She just makes me laugh, but we were talking and she said, um, we're sitting there having coffee. She said, I can look at people and I can say, wow, it's obvious that God made this person for this, or I recognize this gifting in this person. And she said, and sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, God, what, what's my purpose? And sometimes I wonder if he just made me to be his friend. And I think I'm okay with that. And I thought, That's how so cool. amazing is that, yeah. that she's so comfortable in her own skin that she is content with whatever it is God puts in front of her. Yeah. And if her purpose in life is just to love Jesus and let Jesus love her, she's totally chill with that. Obviously, yeah. if right. you knew her, um, her purpose is far greater than that. Right. But what a fantastic place to be. Right. Do you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that goes back yeah. to that humility of like, right. I'm not trying to fit in your shoes. I've got my own shoes to fill. Right. I'm not trying to live your calling because I have a calling on my life. Right. Even if you don't recognize it, even if you don't see it. And guess what? You have that calling too, even if other people aren't seeing it. Absolutely. Find find that trust and that confidence in God. So that's... Let John be that example. Exactly. Because you know what? After Jesus... Like that, I, I can't get past this. After Jesus called him out, and then heaven opened up and God spoke over Jesus, everybody wasn't like, oh, okay, cool, John, we get your significance. Mm-hmm. No, they still thought he was weird. Yeah. They still didn't get him. He still right. went to jail. And he did not get to be present for all the miracles and the signs and wonders. He was beheaded. Mm-hmm. But John, John was confident in what he was called and purposed to be. Yeah. And it's impacting the world today because we're talking about it right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what an amazing, what an amazing life to live. That you live a life with purpose that changes Mm -hmm. the lives of others. And and you look for the best at other people. You help people find their purpose. Right. It's powerful. Absolutely. So our challenge. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Um, I... I think the challenge is, it's it's pretty cool. I think it's going to look different for everybody. But Mm. look for ways this week to find your significance from God. Yeah. Period. Sure. If someone someone doesn't say thank you, is that okay? If somebody doesn't appreciate the work you've done, is that okay? If you've given it everything you've got and you were even criticized for it, can you find your significance in God? If can you... Position yourself, line yourself up with, I'm doing what I know is right, what I believe is right, and I'm going to do the very best I can. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do this whether you see the value in it or not. Yeah. There's that's so powerful. And it then is. talk to somebody it about it. Yeah. Talk to your people, talk to your tribe, talk to your people that you're you're doing this study with. Um, talk to us. We'd love to sure. hear about it. Absolutely. And I promise you, the more you can go, okay, God, who do you say that I am? I know you have a purpose for me. 
and you begin to walk that out, you're going to start helping people find the purpose in them. And that's such a powerful place to be. That is. That's awesome. So powerful. Absolutely. And that's what John did. It is what John did. And it really, it's what he's still doing. Because like this has got us all shook up, right? Yeah. So we've also got some other good news. We do. Absolutely. We're starting a new series next week. (laughs) And it's called Dare to Dream. And it's all about people that made and were part of a, a very significant moment in time um, where God did some amazing things. And it's all because they were willing to say, okay, God, I'll believe that. Yeah. I'll dream that. I'll, I'll, I'll look at that and I'll push past all the obstacles to say God can do it. Yeah. And so it's going to be really, really cool. The coolest part about it is because it happened then, but it's still happening now. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm excited about this series. Yeah. 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 And so that's, so we're going to be challenging you to dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So join us again next week as we start our new series. Uh, We love you guys and we'll see you soon. Yep. Take care.